core values, it's just a buzzword, right? I mean, who does this? This is just something that gurus and podcast hosts and speakers and coaches like myself talk about. You got to have core values, right? No, these aren't just a buzzword. Here's what one of my clients, Alex, said when he discovered his core values. He said this. This is a quote. This is a testimonial from him. He said, my values and my goals are no longer just words on a page, not just buzzwords. I'm realizing the magnitude of the impact of this program on my life. This is the formula. This is what it takes to get better. End quote. I'm going to tell you exactly why he's saying this and how you can go about setting your own core values, discovering, I should say, your own core values, get this same inspiration, the same clarity to live your best life, despite or often because of failure. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr., and today bringing you a solo episode. We're talking about core values, like how and why do you set core values? You've heard about these things, right? And it's like, uh, I roll. Okay. I got to have my core values. I've got to have a vision and a mission statement, all this stuff. Like you hear this all the time, but why? Like, is it just a cool thing to do? Is it just like a good idea? Is it just something some guru said? No, we're going to blow all of that up. Make this real, make this practical for you today. These are a compass. Let me tell you the importance of core values and how I kind of discovered this in my own life. So when I was wrestling, wrestling is a, it's not a fun sport. It's maybe the most rewarding sport, I think, but it's probably the least fun. It's certainly one of the least fun, maybe the least fun, because it's not fun. It's not a game. You don't play. There's not a ball. It's not like something you just kind of do in your spare time in your backyard. Maybe you do a little bit or maybe as kids, but like, it's hard. It's brutal but there's a lot of satisfaction you get out of it. Right. And so when I was competing in my life, when I was a college wrestler, you know, I, I knew what I valued. I probably couldn't have stated my core values. Like I can today with that kind of clarity. I wish somebody would have opened my eyes to this then because it would have been so powerful for me, but I did have an understanding of what I valued. Like I wanted to be disciplined. I wanted to be tough. I wanted to be respected. I wanted success. I wanted to go on to success after wrestling. Like so many of my mentors and my heroes and people who I looked up to, like they did, right? I had, you know, friends who were national champions, friends who went on to be Olympic gold medalists. And like, I valued the same things as them. And when I look back, like, that's why I was able to be so resilient. That's why I was able to find success through failure, not just despite failure, but oftentimes because of failure and failures, it's just a natural part of sports. We know that, right? But when we get out into the real world, we go, Oh, I don't want to deal with failure. That hurts. That sucks. Let me pull back. Let me lower my goals. Let me settle for less. But in athletics, we know that losing is just part of it. But when you understand where this drive comes from, where these high level athletes, where they get this resilience from, a lot of it is because they have not only other things I talk about, like the environment of excellence, but they also have these clear values, these core values that they have. And then they have goals that align with these values. So, you know, you fast forward through my life and I went on, I had quite a bit of success in my life. I ended up being the youngest division one head wrestling coach in the country and got out of coaching. I started my first business and that was a success. Then I started a technology company and I raised some angel capital and we built a software and that company ended up failing. And I remember as I was closing down that business, I was like staring at the ceiling one night and just thinking like, how did I end up here? I had a failed business dead up to our eyeballs. I was in terrible physical shape, probably the worst physical shape in my life. You know, I wasn't spending enough time with my wife, my kids. Like I was just totally out of whack, totally out of alignment. Like, so if you ever feel like you're out of alignment or just out of balance in your life, 
it's probably because you don't have clearly defined core values and you're living out of alignment with those. And so as I lay there staring at the ceiling, I realized there were certain things in place in my life when I was competing at a high level and being very resilient and being able to do absurdly hard things. Like I lost 22 pounds in two and a half days one time. Like, you know, just things that you don't even think are possible for the human body to go through. Like I was able to do these things. Well, why? It was because I was doing things that were in alignment with my values, with those things that I said that I wanted before and that I valued. And I was like, well, how do I get those back in my life now as an adult in the real world? I've got so much more at stake now than just, you know, being a national champion or an All-American, these goals that I had. Like, there's way more at stake now. I've got kids and a business and two mortgages, and I've got so many things on my plate. Like, it's so much more important to have that stuff in place now. And when I realized that core values was something that I had back then, I did the work. I started that work to discover what are my core values. I'm going to share with you that process today so you can do this on your own. Of course, you can jump in and do it with me as well, right? So this is part of the Reveal Your Path program. You can go to jimharshajr.com slash apply, and you can apply for a one-on-one coaching call with me. We can discuss how this might work in your life. But let me walk you through this a little bit, all right? So you know, I mentioned that these core values can be like a compass in your life, right? They can be sort of a guide for you. So you know, what is your true north? Like what is important to me? What direction am I headed? What do I use to make decisions in my life? That's what core values are. These are like a compass. You can measure your actions against them. You can measure your habits against them. They make things simpler, not easier necessarily, but simpler. Like when I was competing, like it was very simple. Like going to wrestling practice, it was not easy. There's nothing about it that was easy going through a wrestling practice, but it was simple. It was just what I did. It's what I valued. It's who I was. It's what I did for you. Now it's like when you understand your core values, you can use it to make the small decisions. Like, do I eat that donut that's in the break room (laughs) to the big decisions of, should I quit my job? Should I buy that house? And you know, when you have this compass, everything gets simpler, right? You know, that chaos, that lack of clarity, the uncertainty that you have that just kind of lingers in your life. Like when you have these core values defined, it makes things simpler. It brings you clarity, clarity of action and peace of mind. That's part of the productive pause. And the productive pause is is simply this. It's a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. And that's what it is. I'm going to share with you some specific questions that can help draw out your core values. And gosh, just going through this process alone is very clarifying, right? If you just went through the process of discovering your core values and you didn't memorize them, you didn't put them on your wall, you didn't like really have them top of mind. Even if you just go through the process, there'll be tremendous value, but I don't want you to stop there, right? When like Alex said in this testimonial that I referenced earlier, like they're not just buzzwords they're not just goals on a page. That's not what we want to get here. We don't want to just like look at a list of 200 words and circle the ones that sound nice. Everybody say our circles integrity. Oh, that one sounds good. Integrity. Yeah, I'll circle that as a core value. No, no, no. We're going deeper than that. Right. And let me make this little asterisk here first before we get into the process. Some of your core values that you might discover will feel like they're aspirations for you. Like they're, you know, gosh, Jim, I'm not really living this out. And Oftentimes, if you feel like you're out of balance, if you feel like you're out of alignment in your life, it's probably because you have this core value that you're not living in alignment with. So for example, maybe you're overweight, maybe you are out of shape, but you can still value fitness. It just means you're not making the decisions that align with 
that value. Maybe it's you don't have goals that are aligned with that. Maybe you don't have the environment of excellence set up so that you can live in alignment with that value. But you can have these goals that are aspirational, something you wish you did more of, you wish you were doing more of, but you're not. So I want you to understand that. But once you get this clarity, you can start realigning your life. You can start realigning your habits and your routines and the decisions you make based upon this compass, based upon these core values. As a matter of fact, in the retreat, my client retreat that we did last year, we did an exercise where they used a compass and they actually had to look straight down. Actually, first thing they did is they didn't have the compass and they just uh, looked at a tree about 50 yards away. They closed their eyes and started walking straight towards that tree and everybody veered off. You, they ended up way, way off. They'd finally open their eyes and we'd say, okay, open your eyes. And they, they would open, they'd, they'd be like 20 yards away. They'd be far to the right or far to the left of their goal. But whenever they used a compass, I said, okay, look down at the compass, find your compass reading, shield your eyes and walk directly in the line of that compass using only your compass, not looking around, not looking at the goal, not looking at the tree, just being guided by that compass. They were all able to hit that tree, walk straight to it using that compass. And that's what these core values are for you. These are a compass. You can make the decisions that allow you to stay on track with getting to where you want to go. All right. So how do you make them a compass? Well, first of all, you got to memorize them, right? You can't just do this exercise and go, okay, that was nice. I've got this clarity. It lasts a week. And then, you know, a week later, you're back to square one. You've got to memorize them. You have to have them top of mind. Number two, you have to align them with your goals. Whenever you go through you know, a goal setting process, you have to align your goals with your core values. And by the way, last year in December, on December 30th, we did a goal setting work session. It was open to the public. And I'm going to do the same thing this year. It was tremendously successful. It filled up very quickly. If you do want to get in on that, send me a text. This is my Google voice number. So this is not going to go to my cell phone. I don't like to give my cell phone out in the podcast, but it is this. If you want to get in on this early, the registration page is not set up yet. And I'm recording this in October. It's going to be published in October. So it's be set up pretty shortly after this. But you can text me at 571-210-5450. Again, 571-210-5450 if you want to get early access to registering for that. But we will have a two-hour goal-setting workshop that we're going to run on December 30th. So you can hit 2022 with a ton of momentum. But anyway, you, when you create these core values you align them then with your goals. And that's going to enable you to be more consistent, more resilient. It's going to help you set meaningful goals. I talk to a lot of people who say, yeah, but Jim, I don't know what the right goals are for me. I don't, I don't know how to set meaningful goals for me. Well, this is the process. This is what you do. And because guess what? In your path to finding success in any area of your life, in business, in your relationships, in health and fitness, and all of the above, you're going to have failures. You're going to have setback. Right? That's just part of the process. Success through failure. It ain't just the name of a podcast, I tell my kids. When you align goals with your core values, you find consistency, you find resilience, and you have meaningful goals, the right goals for you. And so just going through this process is going to be really clarifying. It's going to be bringing the unconscious stuff that's kind of in the back of your mind and the deep recesses of your mind to the conscious level. And there's a great quote by Carl Jung. He's widely considered the father of modern psychology. He said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will control your life and you will call it fate. Think about that. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will control your life and you will call it fate, right? So what we're doing, what this process is, it's taking this unconscious stuff and bringing it to the surface so you can identify it and live by it and not just drift and call it fate. 
right? So how do you do this? First of all, the productive pause, right? And I've talked about this before. I wrote an article, actually, in-depth article about the productive pause. Uh, we'll have a link to that in the action plan. You can just go to jimharsherjr.com slash action, get the link to that article that I wrote on the productive pause. But really, this comes down to the secret to success is this. It's not doing the thing that you think you have to do to become successful. It's actually hitting the pause button. Hitting the pause button, creating a plan, doing some journaling, getting some clarity, working with a coach, working with a mentor, sitting down and asking yourself the right questions. It's all about questions, the questions that will help you bring the unconscious and make it conscious, right? A productive pause, like I said, is a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. Quick interruption, if you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to jimharshajr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. That's jimharshajr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. All right, so what are the kind of questions you have to ask yourself? Number one, we call it the funeral question, right? I didn't invent this. It's a really powerful question. What do you want people to say at your funeral? Actually, sit down and write this out. At the very, very least, very least, you have to at least have this conversation out loud with somebody else, even with yourself. What do I want people to say about me at my funeral? What do I want my best friend to say? What do I want my spouse to say? What do I want my colleagues to say? What do I want you know, somebody who I really admire? What would I want them to say, right? Another one, what if I doubled my income? How does that change my life? Does it change anything? Where am I putting that money? Am I putting it into savings? Am I putting it into my kid's education? Am I buying a Ferrari? Like, what am I doing if I double my income? What do I do with that money? That will start to elicit some of these things that you value. You're starting to start to see some commonalities here between the funeral question and the double your income question. And then you write down, it's called the miracle day question. This is straight out of cognitive behavioral therapy. It's this idea where you go, okay, you know, you wake up tomorrow and you don't know it yet, but a miracle happened overnight and you have your miracle life. As you start going through your day, you start realizing, oh my gosh, a miracle happened overnight. What happens? What do you see in that day that makes you realize, oh my gosh, I'm now living my miracle life? Like, where are you living? Who are you living with? What's your morning like? What's your afternoon like? Who are you working with? What are your colleagues like? What are you, how are you spending your time throughout the day from morning until night, right? The miracle day. And then another one is this. What are the characteristics of people who you admire? What are the characteristics of people who you look up to, right? Whether they're friends or, or family members or people you see in the media, like what characteristics do they have and what you admire? What do you admire about them and why? Now, when you ask these questions, then you start to zoom out and you say, okay, what would an outsider observe about myself? Right? What, would, what would they say that I value? Right? If you're talking a lot about your family, they might say, this person values family. If you talk a lot about working out, they might say you, you value health, right? If you talk a lot about just gratitude and spending time with people who you love and how happy you are for that or being grateful for certain things, then you might say, okay, well, gratitude is a core value, right? Really what we're doing is just creating a big bucket of values and then we're going to crystallize these down into core values. And if you go to the action plan, again, I'm going to have a link to a page that has several hundred value words. You can print this out, kind of start circling them, the ones that kind of jump out to you. And based upon these questions, not just kind of words that sound good, but based upon these questions, what are the values that you discover there, right? So those are some questions that you can use. And again, we'll have all these in the action plan, but you can use those four questions to guide you through this productive pause. 
And then you start taking these value words and you crystallize those into like buckets or categories, right? Maybe you have like health and fitness and working out activity and that sort of thing. You put them all into one bucket and maybe you call it health or fitness or something like that, right? Go to the thesaurus and type in some of those words and you can find even some more words that are relevant. Maybe ones that even hit the nail on the head a little bit better for you. But once you do that, now you've got these different buckets and then you crystallize those into some kind of mnemonic, some kind of memory device. And we do, I walk my clients right through this process where they end this, what we call discovery exercise. They end this with a clearly defined set of core values and a mnemonic, some kind of memory device to help them remember them. So for example, my values are faith, family, fit, fitness, and fun. Okay. Faith, self-explanatory, family, self-explanatory for me. Anyway, I have a client who his, one of his core values is also family, but he doesn't, it doesn't mean like blood for him. It just means like people who are in his inner circle, right? People who he knows they've got his back and he's got their back could be friends too, but that's what he means by family. Fit means, you know, fitness or actually for me, fit means, you know, having a, an occupation that fits me and who I am and what I love to do. And then the next one for me is fitness, right? And, you know, obviously being healthy and whatnot. And that means a certain thing to me. Some people that might mean yoga. Some people that might mean certain things for me. It means doing like Spartan races and hard races and F3 and that kind of thing. And then fun. Fun is different for me than it is for you, right? For me, it's actually like adventure, like doing hard things and, you know, whether it's like rock climbing or mountain biking or camping or hiking and like doing adventures, right? Overnight, you know, backcountry backpacking and that kind of thing. Like I love that kind of thing. And so that's a core value of mine. So I just found words that all started with F. So it's easy for me to remember. I don't have a very big brain, so I have to make it super easy for myself. I have another client. This is great. His mnemonic is B-A-M-F. All right. B-A-M-F. You can Google the hashtag for that, uh, what that means. But if you've ever seen the movie Pulp Fiction, Samuel L. Jackson, he has a wallet and he says uh, when there, there's like a hold up in the restaurant and he's got to pick his wallet out. And he says it's the one that says B-M-F. So you can guess what that stands for bad mother trucker, but B-A-M-F. All right. These are his core values. They're pretty awesome. It actually stands for balance, activity, mentor, and family. Those are his core values as one of my clients, of course. And then another one is, you know, faith. Another guy came up with this really cool mnemonic. Faith stands for, F stands for faith, then family, A in family. The I stands for, there's an I in marriage. T, fitness. There's a T in fitness. H for hard work. So that's kind of how he did it. I have another guy. His was like fight. It was like, family, integrity, grit, health, and I forget what the T stood for, but it's like you can create these cool words that help it really stick and really helps it feel good. Here's another way that one of my clients did this. Here, I'm going to read list off a bunch of words that were his value words, his core value words, and then I'm going to tell you how he created a cool mnemonic out of this. It was learn, build, teach, diligence, service, travel, socializing, home and family, growth, love, and health. Okay, that's a lot. Here's how he remembers this. He created a sentence out of this. Listen to this. Learn to build and teach diligence and service while traveling, socializing, or at home with my family so that we all may grow in love and health. Like, how cool is that? Like, he can remember that sentence, and those are all of his core values right in one sentence. So it takes work. It takes work to do this, right? Next, after you do that work to crystallize those core values, you create goals and you write those goals down and you write the values next to them that those goals align with, right? They're not just goals. These are goals that align with you, who you are. They don't align with your parents' values or 
your best friend's values or what's parked in your neighbor's driveway. These are your goals. And when you tether them to your values, they become meaningful goals. You become resilient. You find success through failure. This is the process, right? And this is the process I'm going to walk people through a much deeper level over the course of two hours, December 30th. Just throwing this out there. If you do want early access, 571-210-5450, shoot me a text there. I really don't answer the calls that come into that, but hit me with a text message on there and you can get early access to that if you want to walk through this process a little more in depth or if you want to do a one-on-one free one-on-one call with me. Again, jimharsherjr.com slash apply. I encourage you, don't just sit on this, like take action, like do something with this. This is absolutely, absolutely life-changing. This process could be the single process that absolutely changes the course of your life. This could be the most important thing you ever do in your life. That is not hyperbole. That is fact. I've seen it happen many, many times with my clients. Take action. Good luck. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, Let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshajr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshajr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.